Mm. Hey, everybody. Whoa. Hey, everybody. We're live. Nice to see you. Once again, my name is Charlie. Let's get started on this week's, or I guess today's, Facebook Ads Master Class Power Hour. So today we're going to be covering ROAS, why it's a garbage metric. We're also going to be covering MER, or what I've always called it, Ecosystem ROAS. We're also going to be covering CPA, or Customer Acquisition Cost. Why this is the most important thing for you inside of a inside of paid media, and also getting down to LTV, how you grow your business. Now, these are things that I've been talking about for years. A little bit of context. Um, I've been talking about this stuff since 2016, 2017. In 2016, I was kicked out of AdLeaks Premium, Cat Howell's group, Tim Bird's group, every Facebook group around experts and gurus. And then come around the time to when uh, I got onto Twitter, all these experts started to block me because I kept starting to talk about this stuff. Now, mind you, I was talking about it in a very aggressive fashion because I was really focused on trying to help people. And it was really bad for business when I was trying to preach these ideals as something of value when a lot of other folks did not appreciate them, did not understand them. or Honestly, their business model was not based around trying to use these. I saw yesterday that Aaron... Um, from uh, Comic Thread Collective posted this po thing of like, hey, you want a newsletter about these topics and why we value them? And I was like, holy shit, he's literally quoting me from the last four years around all these things people block. So I felt like, you know what? I'm going to get into it today. Deep dive into my thoughts, 15, 20 minutes on this stuff and then answer all of your questions from the week where I was gone. Anyway, uh, sorry, I've been missing for a while. I, uh, Got married. There you go. And uh, so anyway, we are going to have a lot of fun today. Please feel free to uh, ask your questions. If you're watching on YouTube, LinkedIn, or Facebook, comment in the section. If you are on Clubhouse, feel free to just raise your hand, and we'll get to all of that stuff immediately after this lesson. So the way these are going to work is I'm going to give a lesson. I'm going to give homework. If you do the homework, you get a nice little bonus from it. And then we're going to take your questions. Also, if you enjoy this or anything else, please subscribe, follow, do whatever things that you need to do. And if you want more, um, don't be afraid to go to FacebookDisruptor.com. There is now the uh, Disruptor Dispatch email newsletter. Check it out. I think you're going to really enjoy it. You can join for like a dollar a month. So get in on it. I will talk to you guys about all that stuff a little bit later. But first, let's get into these pieces. So number one, ROAS is a, what I always said a garbage metric. Now, um, I believe Aaron used a more uh, PC terminology when he was talking about this. But let's get to this first part here about platform ROAS. So, for instance, on Facebook, when Facebook says, this is your Facebook ROAS, number one, it's not true. It's not necessarily return on ads because Facebook and Google and Pinterest and Snapchat and every other platform – they are not able to, one, give you an accurate depiction of every single sale that they give you. So the total number of conversions is never 100% accurate. Number two, very rarely do people spend any meaningful amount of money in a closed ecosystem where there is no customer service, there is no email, there is no other marketing channel or marketing effort in play. So what that means is it's not just that channel that brought in that money. Um, and for those of you watching on the video, I've got this nice little sticky note that I reference all the time, but it's why attribution is bullshit. But if you click on a Facebook ad and then you go to the site and then you search something, right? Like maybe then you go to Google and then you go back to the site. Like, so maybe I see a Facebook ad, I click on it. The next day I go in and I will Google something and I go to the website and then I send for an email and the SMS. I get an email, I open it up, and then the next day I get an SMS about the thing where I open the email because I abandoned my cart, and then boom, I make a sale. Now, 
your Facebook ROAS might show that, but you also spent money on your Google. You also spent money on the email and the SMS. There's investment that comes across the board so that you that platform's ROAS is not necessarily accurate because that revenue isn't necessarily just from that platform. Plus, it's not necessarily accurate because it's not tracking all the transactions. The point here is ROAS, as we know it, with how much money you spent versus how much money you made back, is a very out-of-context number. It also doesn't apply at all. It doesn't take into account your cost of goods, and it doesn't take into account every other touch point before that dollar spent. So if you are using a multi-stage funnel approach, for instance, your ROAS on retargeting might be a three, and your ROAS on prospecting might be a one. Yeah, your ROAS on retargeting is a three, but you had to pay money on the prospecting to even get that person there. And you might have spent $50 to get a no, and then another $10 to get a yes at a 3x ROAS. So you maybe you made 30 bucks on that 10, but because you spent $50 to get the no in the first place, you lost money. So my point is that this ROAS number that we see on side of the platform is a very out of context number. Now, that being said, you can use it to understand what's going on, but we're going to get you a much, much better number for you to actually be focusing in on something that's actionable, something that is stable, something that you can control, something that is actually worth your time to manage. Because also, Facebook doesn't really run to ROAS. You don't optimize to a ROAS number, especially if you have post-transactional upsells or you have bundles or you sell multiple products. You cannot manage to a number where the overall value of a conversion is all over the place. You just can't do it. Many people do it because it makes them look good. And a lot of ad agencies talk about it because they're basically saying when they sign their contract, hey, sign up with us and we'll get you a ROAS of three or ROAS of two at $10,000 or whatever. And it's a bullshit number where they basically try to take as much credit for everybody's work as possible. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making any profit at all. There's a concept of a break-even ROAS. It's a bullshit number. You might be able to run your business on it, but that's not actually the number you need to be worried about. We're going to get more to that here in a second. Second point, MER. Now, this is a um, this is an acronym that has been thrown out a lot since iOS 14 came out because people had to react to, well, if we can't use a completely bullshit attribution metric like 28-day click one day view to take as much credit for everybody's work as possible. Let's start to come up with some other blended thing. What we saw was a lot of folks inside of the Facebook advertising world got into the attribution models that were being run by legit ad agencies and legit marketers for decades, maybe centuries. I haven't been alive that long. I'm not going to say they've been using it that long. But what we're getting into is really looking at your media mix, your 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 the average cost of your advertising across everything that you're doing. And so really what this gets into is, remember when we used that example of you had a Facebook click that went to your site and then somebody searched what you were doing and then they signed up for an email and then they got a text message and then they made a purchase, right? Now, your Facebook ROAS might be a four, your search might be like a 20 and your email gets revenue, and your SMS gets revenue. Now, mind you, you didn't actually make four sales. You only made one. So every one of those platforms is going to give you a false revenue number and a false uh, ROAS or, 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 or you know, invest, uh, contribution to your bottom line. What's important is that you spent maybe 50 bucks and you made 100. So 
the important thing here is to remember that what we need to be focusing in on is not how well did any one particular platform do in isolation. What we need to be focusing in on is how well do we do as a blended overall result. Now, I go into this in detail often, and I call this ecosystem ROAS. Now, I've been preaching this stuff since 2016, 2017. This is part of the original case studies when we were developing the Power Five with Facebook. There's a lot of things that go into play because Facebook understands, believe me, I've talked to the engineers, I know the reps, I know the people building the ad platform. They know that they don't exist in a bubble. Unlike some other platforms, Facebook understands that they are a part of a funnel and that they are trying to be contributory to an overall business ecosystem. And your business is going to live and die by your ability to manage and measure all of those pieces. So to get down to this, what is the getting to some actionable point? What it is that I think you should really be getting into one is I call this an ecosystem ROAS doc. I've got an whole ebook on it. I've got more lives on this stuff. I've got more videos on it, but in really, really short terms. And if you want to know more about it, you can DM me and I'll gladly be able to help you out. But you want to understand what is your source of truth? So like if you have a one side, if you were to make a set of columns that says, this is my Shopify revenue, total number of conversions for the day, right? So I understand volume of sales and total number of dollars driven. That's an easy number to check from, say, Shopify on a daily basis. And then you add up every week and then you add up all the weeks to see your monthly total. So you can see the trend day in, day out. And so you don't have to necessarily live and die by any one given day, but you can see how my weeks getting better or worse in overall revenue. Then you can do the same thing and set a columns next to it, but from Facebook, and then you add in spend. So then you know how much did I spend, how much sales did I drive, how much revenue did I get from that? And if you want to go above and beyond, you can add in CPA, you can add in ROAS, you can add in other metrics. But then you're able to see, well, if I made 100 sales this week and Facebook says it brought me 75, that's great. Now I know that there's what we call assumed organic, which is... 25 of those sales of the 100 from Shopify definitely didn't come from Facebook. So where did they come from? So maybe you can add in another set that is email and another set that is search. This sounds like it's getting complicated and it kind of is, but it's a way for you to, in one very simple location, answer very important business questions in a matter of minutes. If I want to ask you, for instance, what is your... How, how many of your sales come from non-paid efforts on a weekly basis? And is that number getting better? Because remember, if you want to grow your business, one of the key facets to growing your business is having less and less, a smaller and smaller percentage of your overall revenue on a daily basis coming from paid efforts. You want your assumed organic and your earned and your reoccurring revenue to reflect a larger and larger percentage of your overall budget because if you uh, your overall revenue, because if you do that, it means that you can run Facebook at a lower and lower efficiency. I've taken brands where they were running $8,000 a day at a two and a half X on a 28 day click, some bullshit attribution. And what we did was we got them from 8,000 a day to 30,000 a day, 50,000 a day, because we grew that number of that percentage of revenue that didn't come from Facebook ads 
And we allowed that revenue from email, from subscription, from Facebook groups, from SMS, from customer service, from all the other channels to reflect instead of 20% of revenue, we got it to reflect 50 or 60% of the revenue. And what that meant was instead of having to get two and a half X to make money on Facebook, we could spend money and get a 0.8. We could lose 20 cents on every dollar we spent on Facebook and still make money because Facebook's number one objective at that point was to feed the system because more than 50 cents of every dollar that we made in revenue didn't come from Facebook. So we could run Facebook at a loss because Facebook was creating intent to feed our system. And at its core, Facebook is an intent creation device. That is the number one thing that it does better than anybody else. That's its number one job. And you can't rely on it to do too much more than that. So MER allows you to see your contribution to your margin from every individual channel. That is fundamental if you want to build a business and grow. Next, what is the most important thing? I told you before, ROAS is kind of a garbage metric. I, I do have a little cheat sheet here. Garbage is a ROAS is a garbage metric. So what is important? What's important is what we call CPA, cost per acquisition. Now, some people, what I'm seeing is folks are getting to the idea of CAC, which is customer acquisition cost, which is great. They're about three quarters of the way to what they should be doing. And it, I'm, I'm sure in a year or two years, we're going to get to the point where um, maybe maybe there's a point where we'll get these experts down to the spot where they're going to start to really look at actionable metrics. Now, CAC, customer acquisition cost, is important as a business. It's valuable to understand how much does it cost to acquire a new customer. However, when you're running ads, it's not necessarily easy or profitable for you to try to isolate out existing customers versus previous customers and all these other things. You just want people that are gonna buy at a profit. So while customer acquisition cost is important, what you absolutely need is cost per acquisition, cost per sale. So my point here is a lot of people make the assumption, well, if I paid to acquire that customer one time, if I got a customer, I don't wanna pay to acquire them again. My argument to them, and I've proven this over hundreds of millions of dollars, is that if that person doesn't buy from you for free, I will absolutely pay to get them to buy from me a second time. Now, what I've done before is like let email do its job. Let the delivery system do what it should do. But if that person doesn't buy, then you have 100% the right to go after them a second time. That is absolutely something that you should be doing. And fundamentally goes in, in the face of a lot of what people are saying, because again, they're about 75% in the way there. They're, they're getting there, right? Because these agencies are struggling to understand what do they do if taking credit for everybody's work isn't a good business model. So now they're trying to teach these things. And again, this is coming from, uh, I saw a tweet from um, Aaron of Common Thread Collective last night that basically was quoting all the things that got me banned from a dozen Facebook groups four years ago and blocked by a bunch of experts over the last year on Twitter. And they're starting to quote a lot of the things that I've said and a lot of the case studies that I've done with Facebook. Because remember, I've done dozens and dozens and dozens of case studies. I used to teach, I, I still work with Facebook on how to teach agencies how to succeed at Facebook. And so I'm here to try to help you make those things happen. So again, CPA is important. The other reason CPA is important is because this is a metric we can actually manage our Facebook to. 
we can have a cost per acquisition number. We can write it down on a sticky note and peg it to the wall. Every sale we can make below this number is money well spent. Now all you have to do is spend all of your time and energy making sure you spend as much money as possible below that number. Now all of your Facebook is built down to doing one job really well. Say it's 27 bucks. If it's $27, your every single decision you make is specifically designed to deliver a sale for less than $27, whether that person bought from you before or not. It does not matter. It is, if you make the sale for 27 bucks, then you're making money. If that's the number that you've determined, then that is the only thing that matters. CPA is the only thing that matters because Facebook is a machine learning platform. So you have to teach it what you want it to do. You cannot teach it to do five or 10 different things. While it's smart, it's not as smart as a dog. It doesn't know sit, it doesn't know roll over, it doesn't know fetch and stay, but it can do one of those things really, really well. It's designed to accomplish one task extraordinarily well. That's where you can use it to its nth degree and really hack the absolute best functionality out of the world's greatest intent driving uh, machine in the history of humanity. So with that being said, if you focus on a CPA, you're going to be able to acquire customers or generate sales for less than that. And if that means you have to sell to the same person over and over again, fine. What that means is you've got a great opportunity to develop your email and so you can save money and get your customer service and other products and all these things. Plus, if you're vertically integrating and stacking your business so you sell one product and then you can sell the person that bought that product. Maybe they can buy two, three, four other products that you sell. It's fine to sell it to them again. If email is not making the sale, if search isn't doing the sale, if your customer service or product quality isn't driving that sale, go out and spend money to acquire that customer. If you're doing it at a profit, who gives a shit? All you're trying to do is profit off of your money. Your number one objective is to put money in your pocket at the end of the day. So if you have to spend money to do that, that's fine. It doesn't mean that you stop doing that because of some ultimate business practice that's written down inside of a textbook and an out of context data point. We're running businesses here. It's not going to be collegiate. It is going to be profit driving. And you have to understand how to do that. And the number one way to drive profit is to sell something at a cost let, uh, that, is, that, that is less than the amount of money you get from it. If you can sell something for 50 bucks and it costs you $20 to make, you've got $30 to in order of, of margin to sell that product at a profit. Every, gener every generation of profit that you can make is good for your business. That's cost per acquisition. That's the number that's most important. Every decision to make that CPA work for you is the decision you should be making. And if it doesn't do that for you, it's not worth your time. I will die on that hill. 100%. I've got hundreds of millions of dollars spent and revenue driven at a profit around that model. And I've been doing it for nearly a decade now. And I've gotten there because of a million mistakes that I made because I thought I was smarter than that. And that's all that it really comes down to. And that principle is, again, as old as time when it comes to business. Facebook is no different than what they've been doing since the dawn of business. It's just that simple. Spend less money, then you make, then you make a profit. It's that easy. The last thing I want to touch on is LTV, lifetime value. This is also crucial. 
It's not something you can do inside of Facebook ads. It's something that occurs after the click. So I'm not going to talk about it too much. It's also coming up on 20 minutes. What I do want to say is LTV is fundamental. Don't rely on making one sale to a customer. Every time you make your first sale to a customer, think of it as a lead to get the second and the third sale for cheap. Your average customer, try to get them to buy more than twice. If you can get your average customer to make more than two purchases and that second purchase and maybe that third purchase occur at lower investment, maybe they're coming with another Facebook ad, but it's a lot cheaper to get them or they're coming from email or they're coming from search or they're coming from text message or they're coming just on their own. If you can get that second or that third sale, it means that you can pay a lot more to acquire them on the first sale. So let me do the simple math for you to, to break this out. Let's say you're selling a product for $50. If you're selling a product for 50 bucks, and let's say your margin on that is you can afford to spend $40 to make that sale for the purpose of this conversation. If you can spend $40 to sell something for 50, good for you. Now, if that person buys two products, then you know if you sell $40, you can spend $40 to make that sale for 50, but you know that that $40 you spent is actually worth 100 because they bought two $50 items. What that means is right out of the gate, if you can know that number, then you can spend $80 to acquire that customer and still have the exact same profit margin. Now, what happens when you can spend $80 to acquire a customer instead of 40? It means you can spend more than twice as much right? Because the, the efficiency isn't linear. Like you are going to be able to spend two, three, four, five times as much. And the customer you were crying for 40 bucks, you can now get for 80. You can lose money on that first sale because you know that customer is worth at least a hundred. Now let's say the average customer buys two and a half products, right? On the aggregate over all of your customers. Then that $50 sale that costs you $40 to acquire is worth $125. You've three X your investment on day one, knowing the lifetime value of your customer. These are business fundamentals, which you need to understand. These are the things that really drive successful businesses. This is why everybody's getting a subscription. Everybody's getting into vertical integration. This is how you turn a drop shipping store into a brand. Anyway, if you can start to manage these things, you can run Facebook at a loss. And if you run Facebook at a loss, where all you're doing is prospecting and you have a CPA target, then you no longer give a shit about ROAS. You're looking at MER to manage your investment across platforms and you're using your CPA against your LTV to determine your overall profitability. If you manage your business like that, then you're going to be able to take something where you're spending $100 a day, $1,000 a day. I was did this for brands where you're spending $5,000, $10,000 a day. And you can easily, easily ramp that up massively. The biggest success to this that I've ever had was I took over a brand from a student of mine and he was spending, a and, and he's a very well qualified guy out of Austin and he's very popular on Twitter. His name is Dylan. And he was managing this brand for about 3,000 a day. I started to look at it at CPA versus LTV. And within nine months, we got them, or within three months, we got them from 3,000 a day to 50,000 a day. We lowered our CPA. We were able to get them from 3,000 to 50,000. And then we were able to, instead of making that sale for 50 bucks, 
we were able to get that sale down in cost because we we're doing so many creative testing and so much scale that we got it down to like 15 bucks, 10 bucks. And what happened there is we were able to drop our spend from 50,000 to below 20,000 a day. And I actually made them an extra million dollars a month in profit by just cutting spend. But they still made more revenue. These are the ways you have to manage a business instead of worrying about your ROAS on a daily basis. Worrying about your ROAS on Facebook is not a way to be successful. It's garbage metrics for garbage thinking. And I'm here to help you get over that and start to be able to succeed. Anyway, with that, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so your homework for the week. Now, mind you, if you do your homework, you can get 50% off my Slack channel or 50% off access to the Patreon, okay? Or 20% off any of the eBooks on FacebookDisruptor.com. Also, if you're enjoying this stuff, you want to join my newsletter, which sends out several emails a week, very long. Some of it's long form stuff. Some of it is, uh, there is exclusives. There's videos. There's guest things. That's a dollar a day. That's a dollar a month uh, to start. And it's on FacebookDisruptor.com. Check it out. Your homework for today is to just tell me, are you managing to ROAS or to CPA? And if you're managing to ROAS, let me know what your target is. And if, let me try to help you get to a CPA. And if you're managing to a CPA, let me help you try to figure out your LTV. That's your homework. Are you running on ROAS or are you running on a CPA model? Or do you have something else? That is everything that you need to get started. Right now, it's just that simple, simple question. Send me your answer to that question. DM me, email me, whatever it is that you need. And I'll give you 50% off the Slack or 50% off the Patreon or 20% off any of the eBooks on the site. You get a huge, huge discount by doing that. Um, and also, I highly recommend you join the Disruptor Dispatch. It's on my website, facebookdisruptor.com. Start for a dollar for the first month to join up for the email. Um, it's super cheap after that. And you will get multiple emails every week around long-form articles, streams of YouTube videos, exclusive content, and guest contributors from my favorite friends who are experts in a lot of fields, not just Facebook, from around the world. So I'm super excited. Anyway, with that being said, um, if you have any questions, please go ahead and ask them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, and I can see your comments section. Also, if you're on Clubhouse and you have any questions, please feel free to raise your hand and I'll bring you to the stage. With that being said, I haven't inhaled in like 30 minutes. So I'm going to take a sip of this coffee and then we'll get to your questions and answers. And thank you for all the nice comments, people. I really appreciate that. Mm. <sighs> all right. So let's see here. Um, I can't invite more people. Okay. So I'm getting some comments here over on YouTube. I don't have any hand raisers over here on uh, Clubhouse. Don't be afraid. I know that I'm talking about really high-end stuff, but we can absolutely talk about more in-the-weeds things, more entry-level stuff. There's absolutely no reason um, that we can't address whatever it is, the problems you're having, even if it's just as simple as how do I start testing, how do I scale, how do I do all these other things. Uh, I see some hands being raised over here. I want to acknowledge just two or three comments on YouTube, and then we'll get to some. Oh, we get two hands raised. This is great. Um, fantastic. I'm going to get to you all in, in just a second. I see you, TK, and everyone loves pearly whites. I'm assuming that's not your name. If it is your name, your parents had massive forethought into your business model. Um, 
But hey, look, I'll get to you guys in just one second. I just want to address. Oh, come back. There we go. Uh, I just want to address three comments over here on YouTube. First one is from KJ says, dude, I don't get to check out these lives too often because of work. But wow, the value is crazy. Really appreciate what you do. Thank you, KJ. I really appreciate it. And these lives exist on the YouTube channel. You can go back and see all of the lives from like the last several months when I started this YouTube channel. So it's all there. And if you join the Facebook group, you can see lives going back years. And if you join the Patreon, there's a searchable archive of all of this information. So you can just type in whatever topic that you want to learn on. And there is hours and hours of video content to try to help you out, plus eBooks and all sorts of other stuff. DM me if you want to get on that. You can do the homework and get into that thing for 50% off today. So let me help you see more success and less stress, KJ. I'm all about it. Uh, I'm assuming this is Freddie44. Great advice and reminder start. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm just trying to be helpful. This is this is this is what I do. Um, Hermant says, hey Charlie, congratulations on getting married. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you very much. I can hear my wife outside this door over here. I think talking to her dog. Um, we had a really, really great time in Hawaii. I really appreciate that. Um, okay. And then I see Carazal has a question. And then we'll get to you, TK, and everyone loves curly whites. Don't you worry. I see you. I see you over there on Clubhouse. It says, what would be the best way to create video ads for Facebook and YouTube? So great question. Love it. Tactical. Um, first thing, uh, I love the idea of trying to do video ads. I don't think I want to say first that there's no such thing as the best ad. Video ads are great. Static ads are great. Carousels are great. What's most important is something that works the way that you provide value to the platform. Now, YouTube obviously doesn't have carousels and static images, so you're going to have to do videos there. Now, the best way to make videos, I personally don't think that there's any best type of video. I've seen a million types of videos work. Now, you could set up a camera and record directly onto your laptop right now and just talk about whatever it is that you're doing. That is an easy ad to make. Um, iMovie is free on Apple devices. And believe me, I've seen millions of dollars generated from people running iMovie. Um, also, you can use Canva. Also, there are apps on your phone to just shoot videos. I've seen people very successfully even use Instagram hold their phone sideways like this, right? Shoot into Instagram, uh, record it with like a filter or something and put the text overlays and just do everything sideways, download the video, and then they go into uh, an app and they flip that video from vertical to sideways. I've done that. Uh, and, and we did that uh, uh, on like influencer six figure a month budget videos and it worked. The most important thing isn't that you have the right format or the right thing. What it matters is that you're trying and that you're testing what works and what doesn't and that you're learning from it. So my best advice, the best way to create video ads is start shooting video. You're not going to do well to start. You might hit a couple home runs, but if every time you try, you get a little bit better, then you're going to be in a place that you're really, really happy with sooner than later. If you, if you are afraid to get started, because you're not sure how to do it perfect, then you're gonna, honestly, the, the every journey starts with a single step. I highly recommend that you at least try to get started. Um, other than that, I'm a big believer in if you can't do it, outsource it. I outsource everything that I'm not the best at. And I try to do, I try to take on new skills myself. And once I learn 
the ups and downs of it. I will hire somebody to do it for me so I can show them what I want to do. And then they can show me how to do it better. And um, if I don't profit on that relationship, then I don't really continue it. But it is a trial and error system. But again, the number one thing that I recommend to try to start creating videos is to just start. Shoot it with your phone. You can do it vertically like this, right? And then you crop it, make it a square. And then that was perfect for all your Facebook and Instagram ad needs. And then for YouTube, just have it be wide like this. Just, just landscape. Talk directly into the phone. Shoot the things that you need to. You can edit with any... You know, I, I've seen people edit Facebook ads inside of Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat, and then they just do it. Now it looks sideways when they're editing it, but then they export it, flip it 90 degrees, and then boom, you've got full screen YouTube ads done. Your phone is a fantastic camera, and UGC or user generated content or low production value, meaning you didn't spend 10 grand on a camera, that type of content is everywhere. And it is phenomenal. I'll tell you, like, I'm personally running a business using a, I have a $700 camera and a $50 webcam and then an iPhone. And that is everything that I need to get started. And then I only got that maybe six months ago. So anyway, that being said, I, I hope that this is helpful for you. I know that we got some questions over here. It looks like we lost TK. Hopefully he comes back. But Everyone loves pearly whites. Let me get to you, Carzal. I hope that was helpful. And if anybody else is watching on YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn, please feel free to comment and we'll get to your questions here. But for right now, um, let me welcome you to the stage, my man. Please introduce yourself and let me know how I can help. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I got my coffee going. It's a beautiful oh, morning. Good. My dog's wearing a nice little Hawaiian shirt. It's a good day. That's what's up. Well, my name my name is actually Sersha. Okay, Sersha. Everyone love pearly whites. It's just my is my teeth whitening brands. My business. Love it. But I have a question though, because I, I sw I'm switching over to the commerce side, rebranding website, rebranding packages and everything. So my question to you is, if I'm starting with like a two thousand to twenty five hundred dollar month budget, as far as you know for the ads. Is there a certain amount I should spend per week at a certain place, like Instagram, Facebook, or you know, different places, or should I just just spend five hundred dollars a week, or like like yeah, you know, I, IG? yeah, I, I love the question. And first off, great business model to get into. I know several people that are in that space. Um, I, I've worked with agencies and and other folks. You know, Josh from Snow and a bunch of other people. I think it's a great business to get into. A um, lot of headroom, a lot of great stuff. Plus, what I really love in the tooth whitening space is the subscription model. Your customer acquisition cost can be super high because you're going to keep a customer for a long time. Love the business model. Best of luck to you with that. Now, to answer your question, first off, I would not think of Facebook and Instagram ads as separate things because they're not. You run your ads, what we call auto placement. Basically, any ad you make can run anywhere. Because okay. you don't care where that ad goes. You just want it to make money. What that means is you're going to have to format the ads to fit. So you can't just do like giant vertical videos because it's not going to fit on YouTube. But that's fine. You don't want to do those anyway. So first off, is I want to dispel the myth that there are Facebook ads and Instagram ads. There isn't. Um, some businesses will take a look at their metrics and say, well, I'm so much better on Instagram. Let me just focus in on that. And then what happens is 
they're going to get worse and worse and worse because the reason you're successful in one place is because of the balance of advertising everywhere. So let Facebook make those touch points for you. So I just want to, I just want to specify with that. Now, second thing, um, when you're talking about, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a month budget, that breaks out to roughly what, 150, 200, uh, sorry, like roughly like a hundred bucks a day or something like that. Now, that is that is going to be a bit difficult for you to run and scale to start with, but what you are able to do, you're not going to be able to probably optimize towards conversions unless you're able to drive. If you're not able to drive three to five a day, three to seven a day, you're going to struggle to get out of the learning phase if you're running more than one ad set, one campaign. Now, that's okay, though. So if you're targeting towards purchases, we could target towards more upper funnel metrics just to get the ball rolling. I'm all about that. Now, that being said, your first place to invest, the only thing that I would be doing with you right now is creative testing. Um, and I have an ebook on this, and I'm trying to sell the ebook just, just for what it's worth, called One Campaign to Rule Them All. Um, and this has been a really popular book over the last couple of years. And really what it does is it talks about how to get to a two to $3,000 a day budget on just one Facebook campaign. Um, the honest truth is you don't, you can get to a million dollar a year run rate on one Facebook campaign targeting broad audience with only creative testing. Um, until you get to that point, you really don't need to get more advanced than that. Um, now this all being said, um, I would highly recommend that you begin to invest in creative testing. I would use dynamic creative and I would maybe have one testing campaign with maybe two or three, if you can, three, maybe uh, ad sets that are running different type of concept creative. So one might be UGC video, one might be images, one might be whatever. But the idea is try to focus on different things that are actionable information for you. So one might be instead of UGC and static images and creative type, one might be highest quality, one might be made in America, one might be lowest cost. The idea is if something wins, you want to be able to replicate more things like it. If something loses, you want to be able to understand that it was something about this concept that was not good. With every one of those dynamic creative ad sets inside of this campaign, I would really focus. Sorry. I was just, he, was the, he was the major, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, my assistant was calling me. So with every one of these ad sets, thank you for, for letting me know. With every one of these ad sets built around concepts, I would really, really focus on making sure that the total number of combinations between creative, copy, and headline, never do a description inside of dynamic creative. Honestly, for anybody listening, description means nothing when it comes to the conversion value of an ad. Um, I, I've done a magnificent number of spend to try to prove this one way or the other. And, and, and I can assure you, having spent millions of dollars to test this and working with the engineers on the studies for years, description has no impact because it rarely ever shows. It doesn't show on Instagram at all. And it only shows to a limited few people on Facebook. So don't even worry about it. Headline and primary text or copy with your creative. Remember when you're using a dynamic creative, uh, creative being images or video, dynamic creative, 
will combine all of those things together. So do not have more than 15 or 20 total possible combinations. Now, a really good rule of thumb here is don't have more than nine things. So if it's three images, three video, uh, sorry, three images of video, three headlines, three primary text, that's a total number of combinations. Let's see, that's three times three, that's 27. Sorry, my apologies, it's eight total. My apologies. So if you have three images and video, three primary text, and three headlines, that's a total of 27, I think, total possible combinations. My math might be off. Sorry, my coffee's not totally kicked in. The point is, don't have too many choices. That way, when something wins, you're able to know very assuredly that this is a good idea. If something loses, your confidence in it being a loser is really strong. So when you're testing these things, you want to be able to see, like, if I give Facebook a limited number of choices that I have a lot of confidence in, and you've, and you've organized this campaign into two or three different ad sets, maybe it's Made in America, lowest cost, highest quality. The Made in America thing does great. Highest quality does great. And a lowest cost doesn't really spend anything at all. Well, you can at that point just turn off the lowest cost ad set entirely and you've knocked out that set of ads and then you only have the two things that are working really well. And from there, you can kind of move forward. Um, that being said, um, that's what I would recommend doing. At your budget level, I would focus only on doing that. I would pick one audience to run all of your media against, all of your paid against. I would not worry about doing multiple campaigns. I would not worry about retargeting funnels. I would not worry about all these other things that you're quote unquote supposed to do. Because the honest truth is, yes, you are supposed to do those things. And yes, they will help. But no, unless you're, it will not be helpful to your business at scale unless you're spending well over a million dollars a year. It's going to make your Facebook look better, but it might not, it might make your Facebook look better, but it's not actually going to be incremental to your business because having these complicated flows mean you have more moving parts, which means every one of those things, because Facebook is a machine learning platform, you're teaching it how to succeed. If you have to teach multiple different campaigns with multiple different audiences how to succeed, then you're investing all of your resources and keeping a lot of things marginally good. It's far worse for you in the bottom line than keeping a few things really, really good. I'd rather have two or three salesmen that kick ass rather than 10 mediocre ones. So every ad set is a salesperson in this analogy. So if, you have, if you're only investing your money in a few places, the value and the strength and the knowledge and the overall growth and stability of those is going to be a lot stronger. So I would really suggest for you at that budget level, maybe two ad sets instead of a dynamic creative. And all you're trying to do is say, which one is better than the other? You're, you may or may not win on day one. You may or may not win on week one. Your number one objective, week over week, and I wouldn't move faster than that, is to get better at your CPA. All you want to do is reduce your cost per sale, your cost per acquisition, um, your cost per purchase in this in this case, or subscription, um, week over week. Get that customer for a more efficient price every week. It might take you a while to be profitable, but any business is going to struggle to be profitable right out of the gate. If you went to a bank and said, I'm going to open a store in the mall, give me a loan, and I promise you I'm going to be profitable on the first month, they're going to laugh you out of the building. No business is profitable that fast. 
Facebook is no different than that. You have to be willing to make that investment. But I would start by creative testing inside of this campaign. I'd also might start it as like if you were to evenly say you had $3,000 a month, that's 100 bucks a day on a 30 day month. I might not start out at that full budget. I might start out at like 85 or 90 bucks a day holding some money back. So when you do find winners after the first week, second week, third week, you can more heavily invest once you found winners. So you're holding back a little bit of your investment. You're holding a little bit back in the piggy bank so that once you do find things to win, you can scale your spend without having a larger overall budget that you've spent in the month. So this is what we call in our pacing model. You're going to slow roll in the beginning. So you're going to walk before you run. And that's really what I recommend. So maybe you have your dynamic creative testing campaign. You're running it at like 85, 90 bucks a day, two ad sets with a couple, maybe two or three options per image, video, or, and headline and copy built around a very specific type of sales pitch. Think of different customers. You know, maybe if you were going to go after interest groups, which I don't recommend you doing at all, but instead of trying to target interest groups, have your creative target those people. So for instance, I'm going to use something hyperbolic. It's not necessarily a perfect fit for you, but hopefully this makes the message clear. If you are selling products, you could have one thing that says, are you a cat owner? Then it's very specifically targeting cat owner, which might be your interest group. Or another one might be dog owners, right? So if you're selling a product for pets, you can try to see, can I sell it to dog owners or cat owners better? A lot of people would put in interest group dog or cat, and they're going to be paying a lot of money to compete with people and ultimately fail. If you target a very broad audience, but you have one ad set that is specifically targeting that type of like a cat owner and another audience that's very specifically targeting a dog owner, or in your case with teeth whitening, um, you might, you might have different pain points, right? So one might be price. One might be features and benefits, right? Like we're lower cost than everybody else in this space. Or if, if you're having this problem, we can solve it, right? Those are two very different sales pitches. And you can organize them in different ad sets and whichever one does better you run with. And as soon as one is a failure, you pull it down and you try another one and you just constantly cycle this. And your only objective is to reduce your cost per purchase every week. Do not worry about the day to day. And what's going to happen there is when you launch something, your first day or two might be great. And then it's going to drop off because that's what happens with every single uh, sorry, if you, you should be using campaign budget optimization. That's what's going to happen all the time. And you're going to say, well, it did great, and then it died. And the honest truth is it, it didn't do great. You had a good few, first few days, and you had a bad few days. You don't have any idea what the day-to-day -day performance is actually going to be. Um, it is a very false conception that when you're running CBO and you're running Facebook ads, that the first few days is any indication of what it's going to look like in three months. If you were to stop trying something because on day four, it wasn't good enough. If you were to try to run a business where you're going to fire every employee who isn't good enough on day five, then you're going to struggle to run any business ever. You're making an investment in your future. Think of your ad sets as salespeople for your business. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad. Some are going to be better than others. All you want to do is make sure that you're constantly improving the net average of your overall investment with your employees. And if you do that, I promise you it's a matter of time before you raise your budget, not an if you're going to be successful.
does does that help? I, I hope that I've tried to answer all the questions that I can think that you might be asking. Absolutely. I greatly appreciate it. Because my competitor, Josh, we have like the same manufacturer and he's doing, he spends a million, because I'll be watching like his podcast. Sure. And he spends a million dollars a month, but he didn't, he wasn't spending at the very, very beginning of the course, but now his, his advertising budget, he does a million dollars a month, um, as far as on ad spending and, you know, just promoting and stuff. So, yeah, well, I'll tell you this too, Josh, for what it's worth. What he does that's brilliant is he hires ad agencies to run affiliate ads for him. He basically hires affiliates that have to make money for him. And then all he does is spend money on retargeting. Um, so he's he's got a whole, he's thinking four or five D chess and he's trying to sell his business. So his courses and everything that he's selling is just to make his business look more valuable to the bankers that he's trying to sell his business to. So like he's phenomenal at what he's doing, but there's a ton of opportunity in that space because all you have to do is be better than any one of those ad agencies set up selling his affiliate offers. So while he's super huge, that also means he can't be dynamic and nimble. So your strength is being a little bit better than what he's doing with his weakest player. And you can start to steal his market share. Hey, I appreciate that, Charlie. Yeah, man. No problem. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I apologize. There was a breakup, and then I realized you were still talking. My, my apologies, man. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm following, I've been following you anyway. But I want to I wanna get your um, – your, you, you said you got a commerce book? Say that again? Did you say – what did you say when I first got you? said you, you said you want to try and sell something, but you sell it. What did you sell? So, so, so I, have, I have e-books on my site. I also, uh, facebookdestructor.com, uh, DM me. I can give you 20% off any of those eBooks, especially the one about the one campaign to rule them all. Also, there's a Patreon group, which has all of the eBooks plus hundreds of hours of video in a searchable archive, which is basically almost the same price as one single eBook. Just some people want to join a subscription. Some people don't. So I'm giving you the option. Um, and if you do the homework for today, you can get that for 50% off. Also have a Slack channel if you want to get that route. That's a higher end. I don't think you're at the point where you can make that work right now uh, unless you want to invest there. But I, I really suggest, honestly, bang for your buck, do the homework for today. You can join the Slack for less than you can sell buy the ebook for. And that'll give you a couple months of just going through, sorry, join the Patreon. Um, and, and you can get a couple months of just going through all of the ebooks and asking questions and seeing all the video archive. Um, I, 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 that would be my best recommendation for you um, just because that's the best bang for your buck. Um, and you can get 50% off by doing the homework today. It'll actually be cheaper than getting the ebook. So you can get all of the ebooks plus a video archive for less money than buying one. Um, that would be my recommendation to you, my man. Okay. I DM'd you info. So you shoot me the info after you got to do it, then I'll sign up. And Love I really it. Appreciate <laughs> no problem, man. And for everybody listening, I realize I didn't tell you where. Uh, you can just go to facebookdestructor.com, and there's a little button in the top Right, I think that says Patreon, and you can go in there, or I might say community. I, I gotta, I gotta probably do a little bit better, uh, but yeah, uh, check that out, and you can join. Um, and I will respond to your DM, my man, and set you up 100%. Don't you worry about it, I'll do that as soon as I'm done with this. Cool, so I'll push you back down. All right, let's see. All right. Now I've got two more questions over here on YouTube and then we are almost at an hour. So I'm going to call it a day after that because we can do this again if we want to. I can do this again all the time. Um, so 
Uh, Freddie says, I keep a daily spreadsheet with all spend and all purchases. So I now have my daily, monthly, yearly, ROAS spend, et cetera. I also make daily notes. So I remember what I did for those upcoming results. Curious to see if you do something like that, Charlie. Yes, Freddie. I actually do. Um, I call it my scrum doc. And actually the whole list of documentation is something that I bring people through inside of my Facebook ads MBA program. Um, if you're spending a couple thousand dollars a day and you really want to level up, DM me to join that. My next group is starting September 1st. Um, and let me know if you're interested, but yes, I do have a doc that does spend, uh, conversions, uh, and revenue and from that, I can factor LTV, AOV, or from that, I can factor AOV, CPA, percentage of spend, percentage of revenue by channel. I also have a doc that says every move, all my optimization moves, not every move that I'm making, but the overall strategy and theory behind what I'm doing. Plus what my goal is, I have a testing roadmap that goes in their active ads docs active rules, documentation, and accountability. There's a whole stack of book. Um, basically, it's like a Google sheet with like four or five tabs. And with those four or five or six tabs that you have inside of that Google sheet, um, you can manage $500 a day or $50,000 a day with a 20-person team. Um, and that's just what I've built over the years because I've you know been a solopreneur managing 3,000, 5,000 a day. And I've also managed teams with a million dollar a day ad budget with groups all over the world. And this is basically the number one simplest, most effective way that I've been able to manage all of those things um, in one centralized place. Because you have centralized account, uh, documentation, then you have accountability, transparency, and um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about when things happen. You either know that you're doing well or if something goes wrong, you know where, why and how to improve upon it. And that is my number one focus with folks is accountability, transparency, and knowledge. If you have that inside of your system, it's only a matter of time until you succeed. Um, so absolutely, I 100% do that. And I have a whole ebook actually on how to do just that documentation there, plus all the other things. If you want to get into that, DM me, I'll let you, we can, we can have a conversation. KJ863, feels like you might have the last question of the day, KJ. If you're starting with a small budget around $1,500 to $2,000, okay, I'm back. If you're starting with a small budget around $1.5 to $2K, would you recommend gathering some data working with IG influencers before starting Facebook ads, or is that useless? That's a great question. Um, I want to answer this in three parts. Number one, if you only have $1,500 to $2,000, period, and your business has to live or die by that investment. I don't think using paid media is going to be your solution. If you only have two grand and with that $2,000, you're either going to have a successful business or you're going to fail. Facebook ads is not the way to go to start with. Um, what I would recommend, the influencer game can help. If you're good at doing influencer stuff and if you need some good people, I can definitely send you to some amazing influencer folks. If you can get a couple months with an influencer program, that's a couple hundred dollars a piece. Maybe you get yourself, you know, two, three, four months. You can try to get the ball rolling that way and run like Google search just to make sure that when somebody's looking for your brand or your product, that you're not making sales for other people. You can build up from there. Um, if you only have $1,500 to $2,000 to make or break your business, 
I highly recommend that honestly you use that to get the best organic effort you can. And honestly, instead of going the Instagram influencer route, I mean, look, there's some great agencies that can do that for you. I would look into better opportunity. Um, TikTok influencers. For 1500 bucks, you could pay 10, 15 people, 150 bucks, whatever, to post on your behalf. And if any one of them gets a post that gets 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 views or a million, you're going to get a lot of attention. That's probably a far more effective use of your dollars than buying a post on an Instagram account. Um, and if you get any of that content, you can post it to your own Instagram account and try to replicate that success yourself. With that limited budget, I don't think you're going to be able to invest long-term into paying to make sales. Uh, paid media, running ads, is extremely effective if you have a successful business. If you have a business that's running and you can use paid ads to amplify that effort, you're in a great space. If you're going to try to use Facebook to build a business from zero, and you don't have your business model figured out and you don't have revenue and you need to live and die by the money in your bank account, your chances of success are pretty low. And I just want to be very clear with that because it didn't used to be that way. And the honest truth is Facebook gets harder and harder every year. It gets more and more expensive every year because more and more people are getting into the game. Facebook advertising is still relatively new. Um, it's basically about five or six years old. Yes, I was a man. I was, I was managing a million dollars a day, maybe seven, eight years ago, but that was before Facebook had a pixel. That was before we had conversion campaigns. That was before DPA or lead gen or any of those things. I actually brought lead gen ad units to market. I also brought DPA. I did the alpha for both of those ad units. Those are, those are years old, but for instance, Google ads has been around for for like 20 years. So my point is, if you only have a limited budget, and I would call $1,500 to $2,000, it's a lot of money, but that's a limited budget when you're trying to run a business. I would really focus on trying to get my organic effort in place. Get some good Instagram reels that you're going to post to also TikTok and to YouTube shorts and, you know, build it on YouTube, build it on Instagram Reels, 30 seconds long. Upload, or you can get to, to 60 seconds. Upload that to TikTok and to YouTube. Get attention. Get good at understanding what your sales pitch needs to be. Then hire other people to also make that sales pitch for you. That's where you're going the influencer route. Have a little bit of money tucked away on Google for search. So people are looking for you. They're going to find you. Brands at scale, I don't really recommend you run branded search that much. But if you have a brand name, I would absolutely make sure that if somebody types that in, you come up first thing on Google so that you're not making these marketing efforts to make sales for other people. This is one thing that Josh from Snow does. He hires a bunch of agencies to sell his product, affiliate offers, and then he owns all the branded search. 
So anytime any of his ad agencies that he hires, because he hires a bunch of them all around the world to sell different affiliate products, whenever somebody doesn't buy off that product, they just search snow, he makes the sale for pennies. Fucking brilliant, but not very scalable for most people. So that's what I really recommend here. Um, do not get into the battle of paid ads until you have the budget to stick it through to success. All right, folks, that's today's weekly. Uh, that's today's Facebook ads masterclass. Um, stick around or, 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 or subscribe, follow, like, comment, share, whatever. Um, I'm going to be doing these. I do these every Sunday. Although when football season starts, it will move to Saturday because I'm a Steelers fan and I do not miss football games. Uh, but uh, so that you don't miss any of these, just stick or uh, make sure your alerts are on. If you're on Clubhouse, follow me, hit that bell. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, and you'll know every time I go live. Um, follow me on Instagram because I post these that these things are happening. Also, will be you can hit me up on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, these all of these are in my Facebook group. You can join that. DM me if you have any questions. Don't forget about the homework for today. And my number one suggestion for you, the biggest value add that I have to offer you is outside of this free stuff is go to FacebookDisruptor.com. Join the email newsletter. It starts for a dollar a month. And you'll get multiple emails every week, exclusive content, stuff from other contributors from around the world that have really, really good things to say. Plus, a lot of good stuff that I already have published, but sent to you to solve specific problems so you don't have to go hunting. Basically, every couple of days, you're going to get an email that's going to make your business better. If that's not worth a dollar a day, you can cancel. Uh, sorry, not a dollar a day. A dollar a month for the first month, you can cancel. Um, with that being said, I got to go. I'll see you guys later. We did our hour. We did an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and, and one minute and 30 seconds. So see you guys later. Thank you very much. And if you found value here, it would mean the world to me if you told one person that I'm doing this. Thank you very much. Talk to you all later. See you on the internet. Bye.